What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Chuck Schwab 2022 from Colonial Country Club DraftKings Podcast. I'm DB. I got Pat Perry with me. We're the Tour Junkies, ready to deliver DraftKings GPP plays, a few fades, some cash plays. We're going to talk a little bit about what we learned in the PGA Championship. We are presented to you by our friends at FantasyNational.com, the place to go if you're looking for golf stats, if you're looking for lineup build, optimize, models, tournament history, recent form, building all the, looking at all the stats that you want. They've got all the shot link data. We've been working with Fantasy National now almost five years. The place to go, it's the one-stop shop. If you're betting or playing DFS golf, it's the one website subscription you need. Then you need the Nut Hut, and you need TourJunkies.com, the podcast, you're set, okay? Go to FantasyNational.com slash TJ to save 20% off any level membership, whether it's weekly, monthly, or annual memberships. Get it done, okay? Fantasy National is where it's at. Pat Perry coming off the Justin Thomas 18-1 to outright hit, but this is the DraftKings show. We're not going to gloat in that. No, I'm not going to gloat at all. A ton, but I also have Willie Zalatoris at 41-1 to on my cart. Mm. Pat, let's talk about lessons learned, okay? Mm-hmm. Lessons learned, things to take away in terms of DFS from the PGA before we get go. All right, now we're not going to ramp on, we're not going to, you know, go on and on about Mito Pereira's driver decision. We talked about that on the betting show. But in terms of DFS, you know, our, our boy Joe Butter writes that article, Joey Butter, you know, as we like to call it sometimes. He writes an article for us on tourjunkies.com every Monday it drops where he kind of looks at the uh, the chalk. How the chalk do? What did the high-stakes players do and the low-stakes players do? And I found some interesting things. First of all, we did have a wave advantage, Pat, a two-shot wave advantage mm-hmm. on Thursday and Friday. And now a lot of the chatter in the Nut Hut was about this. I uh, put something about it in the Chalk Bomb email on Wednesday. And there were people that had some trepidation, people rightfully afraid of what might happen, similar to what happened with the Players' Championship. But we got to remember, I think, the Players' Championship, what happened there and how the whole advantage got flipped on its head to the other side is the exception, not the rule, when there is weather stuff going on. And there was a wind advantage for the AMPM crowd this week at PGA Championship. It was also a chalky kind of week, okay? Three of the 16 highest-owned players Across all slates, only three missed the cut. I think it was Scheffler, Cantlay. Cantlay, for sure. One other, I can't remember. Berger, maybe? Mm, I don't think it was Berger. Actually, I think it might have been Norin. I think Norin was it. Norin. God, Um, ejected on Friday. Yeah, but five of the top 16 highest owned finished in the top eight. That's pretty, that's a lot. Rory was your highest owned player in the 44 hundred dollar single entry contest at 36 percent norin was the fifth highest owned player yeah it was norin he was the fifth highest miscut at seven thousand but if you're feeling bad about yourself because you played alex norin in you know maybe the the 25 dollar millie maker or the you know the dog leg or the hundred dollar single entry and you're like i'm such a stupid fish i, su- I suck at this right well norin was 13 percent owned in the five dollar drive the green Okay, in the forty-four hundred dollar forty-four forty-four single entry, he was thirty-one percent owned. Oh, almost triple the ownership with the uh, you know all the smart people, all the high stakes. So the quote-unquote smart people. Yeah, forget those guys. Yeah, 
Well, you know, if we're talking about things learned, I'll, I'll, for me, it's the weather wave stuff. And it's, it's literally like, I, I tend to not like trust a whole lot of the weather sometimes. Like, I'm, which is crazy because when we started this podcast, you were our yeah. weatherman. You had weather wise. Weather wise, yeah. here's what's going on. And you love the weather. You love looking at the weather. You love reading the weather. But you I, love reading into but the weather. But I guess it's, I don't like to like totally like get married to one wave versus the other. That said, this week, now I don't know what I said Wednesday night in the chat. In the chat. Sometimes I forget what happened. <laughs> you said a lot of things Wednesday night in the chat. But this week, I did actually, like, at least I know with other people I was talking to. I did actually believe there was going to be a little bit of a weather wave. And you got to listen to that. And, and like, as we get closer to Wednesday, especially like for the open championship, we've had two majors now. Actually, well, one, three, if you count the players' championship with some serious weather. Did the Masters changes. have a weather advantage? I don't think it have, had a weather oh, wave, change. Okay. but changes for sure. So, like, the people that played Saturday morning had an absolute like at the masters i mean it was it was like cold as shit it was pretty as cold on but still i do think you got to pay attention to that now it doesn't mean you like go all in or you know whatever like totally avoid players and i mean justin thomas won this golf tournament and he was in the bad end of the weather yeah. okay so yeah. it doesn't mean you like totally go out on the player but you got to pay attention you got to pay attention to it and at least listen to what others who you may disagree with are saying about the weather wave and things like that. Yeah, I think one last takeaway is like, don't forget that the place points matter a lot in DraftKings when you have a tougher, low-scoring affair like we had at Southern Hills where five under went. Uh, you know, there, there were some six-of-six six lineups that got passed by five-of-six lineups because the sixth player was doing nothing but making bogeys and double bogeys on the weekend. Um, so that, that's one other thing to think about when we come up against some of these tough golf courses. But, and, and yes, AC is in here tooting his own horn. How about the weekly preview article that he writes that had JT, Cam Young, and Mito Pereira in there? AC is very wise. And now, AC, we gave you enough credit last week with the prize pick thing. Just, just pump the brakes, okay? Slow, slow your roll a little bit, AC. Just slow okay? your roll. Enjoy things that are happening for you right now, perhaps in the Nut Hut. Everybody needs to go over to the Nut Hut to listen to, to AC talk about it. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, well, that's enough of that. That's enough of the PGA Championship recap. We hit a little bit of that, some hot takes on the betting show. But I wanted to talk through just some of those things to learn, things you need to file away in the old brain um, You know, for, for the next major that is coming rapidly here. Less than a month, we'll be playing the U.S. Open. And we will be in Scotland for the U.S. Open. So more to come on that Ooh, that's uh, in the coming weeks for sure. Pat, let's talk about this, uh, this top tier, the, the 9K and above range on DraftKings and who we got, who we talking about. You know, that's one of my favorite segments, Fantasy Golf Malia video. <laughs> Scotty Scheffler is, is the top man at 11-2, followed by JT at 11. Morikawa Speed, Will Zalatoris, Victor Hovland, Byrne, Homa. Abe Answer, who finally did something, who rose from the dead here in 2022. Sung JM coming off the COVID restriction, had to withdraw from Southern Hills as a result at 9,200. Tony Finau at 91, and Daniel Berger, who, uh, who sucked, who got beat by some PGA sweater folders at yeah, 9K. 
Uh, he was not good, but he is a defending, not a defending, but he is a past champion here at Colonial. We hit him in the first event back off of COVID at 70 to 1 a while back. So in this range, what do we do? And I think, I think what's going to end up happening is there's going to be some leverage opportunities at the bottom of this range. I can see uh, a lot of people going ahead and, and, and playing a lot in this, you know, Max Homa, Abe Answer, and up range. Sungjae is for sure going to be a little lower owned because of coming off the COVID. There's COVID. There's question marks there. How rest? How good does he feel? You know, all of the above. Uh, Finau might be, you know, somewhat popular. I don't know though. Burger, I think, is going to be passed up on a good bit. Um, I think there's for sure some leverage to be had with, especially Daniel Berger coming off of the PJ Championship. But he did miss. He he lost seven point three strokes putting pat 7.3 strokes putting and that is his worst putting performance in 168 log events with shot link data his very worst putting performance uh so i mean you can only get better from there you can right? only get better he, he didn't do well in the ball striking department either but uh definitely the uh the putting stuff was not good so I say all that to say, keep an eye out on Berger. I do think this place sets up nicely for him. Obviously, as a winner, he could have some leverage down there. I think your cash play in this range is actually Tony Fina, who has a great record here at Colonial, who is showing some form now, gaining strokes in every category, I believe, at the PGA Championship. The approach play, the, the scrambling around the greens play has been, has been coming around and showing uh, good form in his last four or five tournaments. Uh, by the way, if you want more info on how this golf course is going to play, I did do a YouTube video for that, as well as you can listen to it on the podcast version on audio, talking about everything you need to know about Colonial and nothing you don't in terms of betting in DFS in 16 minutes, including player quotes, features, some key stats, trends from this golf course, including course horses and track hacks, Pat. And one of the course horses here is Tony Finau, having, uh, having done what he's done. He's gained 27 strokes total at Colonial Country Club in just his last four attempts here since 2017. I like him as, as a cash play at 9,100. Up top, I think it's probably going to come down to, you know, you can get some ownership leverage here. I think it might be, uh, I don't know that, I mean, Jordan Spieth is probably going to be the chalky play despite somewhat of a lackluster finish at the PGA Championship, finishing 34th, although he still hit it great. I mean, his putter, his putter is awful, Pat. It's very, very bad. Um, I mean, but the ball striking is still tremendous. And now he comes to a golf course that he knows and loves. It's on, it's, he's on record knowing and loving. Uh, he's played here nine times. He's never missed the cut. And he's got eight top 15 finishes here. And he's gained strokes in all but three of those, of those years. And in the years that he's gained strokes putting, Pat, listen to his gained strokes performances at Colonial. 7.1, 8.6 strokes, 7.5, 5, 9.1, and 1.2 strokes game putting. Very comfortable on Colonial Green, that's for sure. They're smaller greens, so maybe that, you know, if he's hitting the irons as well as he continues to hit them, maybe he, you know, the three putts go down because it's a smaller, you know, smaller land to cover. So I don't know. I think Jordan is going to be the popular play. I mean, I love Jordan here, but I think he'll be the chalk. Um, I, I could go down. I could go for anybody here. Will Zatoris gives me a little trepidation. You talked about him on the betting show. It gives me a little trepidation just coming off the emotional four days that he's on. Um, 
I don't, I don't know. I mean, he missed the cut at another hometown event at the Byron Nelson. Maybe he's not a hometown event kind of guy. Uh, some of these guys are, some of these guys are. So I, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably just look where the leverage is up here and go with that. Uh, but other than that, Finau for me. I also like Max Homa at 94. I like, I like that price. So anyway, that's all I got for the top here. I don't have official picks. I think we got to wait and see what happens. Up well, I think I, I'm with you for sure on Tony Finau as far as the cash play. I, I like him this week. Um, I like where the game is trending. You know, earlier in the year, he really was struggling a little bit, but I think he's 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 coming around for sure, especially um, and, and literally across the board. I mean, there's not really a stat other than maybe driving accuracy, which really isn't that bad for him. Um, everything else is is clicking. So I like Finau there at 9100. So I'm with you on that one. I like Morikawa at 107. Um, you know, he's he's still, you know, just like he's always been, great ball striker. You know, he's fourth in the field in ball striking. He's sixth in approach. He's top 20 in driving accuracy, which if you look at these, you know, all these guys over 9K, um, other than Abraham Anser, he's he's the best as far as driving accuracy. Top 20 in par four scoring. He's number one in opportunities gained, which I think is maybe a, a little bit of a sneaky stat to look at this week as far as scoring is concerned. But the putter has been off. If you watch Morikawa last week, which I did, I watched a lot of Morikawa. He was so Water bad. Was ice cold. Yeah. He could not make a damn thing. And I'm talking like good looks, not even coming close to the hole, yeah. like not even scaring the hole. I think things like that, though, can change. You know, little adjustments here and there. You know, he's had a little bit of time. I don't know. I mean, you can find it any week. So I feel like he could find it this week. He's had, you know, some decent success here in the past. So Morikawa at 10-7, I like. A forgotten person, I think, is Sam Burns at 9,700. Like, you look at Sam Burns, he's right there with, you know, Willie's D's up there, Victor Hovland, Max Homa, who you mentioned. Are we just going to kind of forget about Sam Burns, who's already won on tour this year, what, twice? I don't know. No, I, mean, I had a lot of them last week. Yeah. I think he's in play. I think a lot of these guys are in play. Yeah. Other um, than his driving accuracy, I think Sam Burns is going to fit. And I think he, we're going to get a little bit of ownership leverage with Sam Burns here. I really do. I think people are going yeah, to kind of go so up to up to Hoplin there. Speed. You know, maybe, yeah. yeah, speed. Answer maybe after coming off of a great week. You know, they kind of forgot about Sam Burns. So, I like Yeah, that. I was going to ask you about Answer. I mean, I, I think Answer is somebody who people love to jump on, although he wasn't popular with the PGA because he hasn't been playing well. And finally, people are seeing that but after a good week at the pga now he comes to a course that fits him much better um i think there's going to be some love on abraham answer uh, our, our boy in the youtube chat david asks do you go back to the well with jt what do we think about jt this week pat um well you know i did hear an interview with him that i i've only heard it on you know i spent a lot of time on the road today db because i was i was invited to do a video shoot you know, we, we yeah. talk about, you know, you get to do all these things, but I got to, to do a DJ video shoot and spend a lot of time in the rain and thunderstorm. So when I go do shoots, I have like bad traffic issues and bad storm issues. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I got to hear JT do an interview with our good friend Taylor Zarzer with PGA Tour Radio. And he said that this is a very important stretch for him. 
Okay, we're leading up to the U.S. Open still. It's coming right before you know it. I mean, we're going to be in Scotland during the U.S. Open. It's just like three weeks away. So he's playing this week, and I think I don't mind getting back on JT this week. I really don't. I, I feel like he is so seasoned as a player that him winning this major does not mean he's going to blow it out, get hammered. JT just is not that exciting of a person. I'm sorry. He's a great uh, golfer. I mean, I he, just did, he did a big, he did like a, a a big dab thing at the after he won. I mean, surely I know, but I don't think he's like getting hammered and like not taking this week seriously and whatever else. I think you can. I mean, this could be a week where you you just take advantage of the whole field and take him, and he wins, and you screw everybody who doesn't want to play him just because he won the week before. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, emotional victory, second major that we all felt like was a long time coming for JT. I, I, I don't know. I think I'll probably pass. I would rather, I mean, and I still think he's going to probably be higher on than Scheffler. I'd rather go back up to Scheffler after he burns some folks at the PGA Championship or definitely Morikawa. Um, I mean, Scheffler was 17% owned and, uh, and missed out, but he still hit the ball well from the, you know, from an approach standpoint. Um, I'd probably rather go up there, but interesting top end range now you mentioned pat that you went on a little you got to do a little tv business tonight today you, you know and for our friends at front nine coffee and i got a behind the scenes look at some of the work you did i'll show the video real quick here we go making sure you have the right amount of water is essential to the perfect cup of coffee remember you're not pouring water over coffee beans you're pouring water over the beans of life just remember to do it in small tight circles Man, that's a beautiful performance by Pat Perry doing the small tight circles. I didn't even know that was a thing, Pat. I didn't know. Now you're I a barista, um, you know. But our friends at Front Nine Coffee doing a little photo shoot or, or commercial shoot had Pat out. You know, he's the coffee caddy, and he's definitely the the resident tour junkies coffee expert. And Pat knows uh, that you need to go to Front Nine Coffee to get your coffee ordered and delivered straight to your door anywhere in the U.S. or in Canada. Front9coffee.com is coffee for golfers, right? And it's front, the number nine, coffee.com. Promo code TJ10 gets you a discount of 10% on your order every time you order. So you can keep doing it. They got great, you know, great flavors, fried egg, breakfast blend, captain's choice, Kahlua caramel, just to name a couple. But it's small batch artisan coffee made fresh, not getting gassy at the grocery store sitting on the shelves. It's hitting K-cup crap. You know what I mean? Have some decent coffee, man. Like, take a little pride in yourself and make a decent cup of coffee. You know, don't do Dunkin' Donut cake up. Don't be a dude, all right? Don't do that. Uh, so Front 9 Coffee gets it done. And when you order it, it's not, the coffee ain't even roasted yet. They're like, yo, we're going to send it to you fresh as daisies. You know what I mean? I never understood what that meant, but it's going to be fresh daisy coffee. And, and you're going to get, they're going to roast it for you the next day. You can order it in whole bean or coarse or fine grind if you want. And they're going to put it in a nice bag. They're going to ship it to you. You're going to be like, dang, this is what I'm talking about. This is good coffee, baby. Have a sip of this. Take a sip of that. Take a hit of that. You know, lick up a little bit of that. And you're going to love it. All right? So front9coffee.com, where it's at. Pat is going to be, he's going to be the face of Front 9 Coffee before it's all said and done. He may even, you know, I don't know. It, they may run you out of tour junkie life. I don't know. You may just start making all your money on coffee. Hey, but. One thing that I know I'm not going to do or anybody should do if you're if you're drinking some front nine coffee, and that is uh, leaving the K-cup in the in the Keurig. The people that leave a K-cup in the Keurig, it drives me crazy. My wife if and I open both the Keurig up and our... it's sitting there, 
we both leave our our cake cups. So I mean, I throw away hers, and she throws away mine. What what does it matter? You're still throwing away one cake cup of coffee. Just, but be courteous of the next cake cup. The person it's using just, it. The next. trash is literally right there. I don't live in a big gated community mansion like you, so the separation between the cake cup and the trash can is not that far. So I literally just open it up, take her cake cup. No, out, no, because you turn forget. around, don't even you walk, you just toss it. After in. you make your coffee, you're like so self sir, you're you're so selfish. That you've made your coffee and you can't go back to the Keurig machine, grab your little K cup out and throw it in the trash can. You gotta wait for the next person to do it. Well, for you. I will say now that I have front nine that I use this uh, the little the uh, sometimes when we don't make a pot, we'll make a pot on the weekend, but the, uh, the weekdays I use a little pot that you can pour. Uh, ground coffee in yeah and now i do rinse that out myself yeah because you should because that's a little more work for the of course i would never i would never leave that for someone else to do that but i I will rinse that out myself all right so thank you to our friends that's good yeah yeah praise god uh all right let's get to the 8k range pat i love this range. absolutely love the upside the potential the possibilities possibly the uh the dfs value the gpp value ownership leverage in this range there's a I think lot we've of had some withdrawals here in this range. Huh? We have Bubba Watson withdrew at eight thousand. Um, I don't know if Bryson's withdrawn yet, but I would imagine he will after he withdrew from the PGA Championship. Not sure what's going on there. Obviously, he had his wrist surgery or whatever. Um, Taylor Gooch starts it off at eighty nine hundred. Tommy Cankles, Fleetwood at eighty eight. Webb Simpson eighty seven. Mito eighty six hundred. Billy Ho coming off a miscut at eighty five. Davis Riley, Kokrak uh, at eighty two hundred is your defending champion. Like I said, Kevin Na is at eighty one hundred. He's won here before as well. Um, I I mean, the cash play here is easily Kevin Na at eighty one hundred. That is a cash lock. This place is built for Kevin Na. He loves this place. Winner here. This is a great spot for him. He's he's not. I don't think he's a threat to withdrawal right now. Um, and, and I think he could be a little chalky in GPPs. So you you know just be aware. Doesn't mean you fade him. You might still play him, but I do think. You could have a chalky Kevin Na, which is always, that's a name where if he's chalky, it's kind of like, yeah, maybe I'll fake Kevin Na. Because yeah, she's a little nervous. Not only could he not play well, he could also just not play. So there, that's always a factor. What do you think people are going to do with Mito? What's going to happen with Mito? After the I don't collapse? think anybody's going to play him. I think you're definitely getting the ownership leverage on Mito. Well, know. What do you think do you in the chat? That? Everybody I, in the chat, like, put that in there. What do we think is going to yeah, happen with Mito? That's... It's a tough one. It'll be interesting to see. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously. I mean, did you really think much of Mito before? Let's just take the PGA Championship out of. How mm-hmm. much did you think of Mito before that tournament? I mean, he even said his, himself. He was just hoping he made the cut. And then Sunday, he's hoping he went. Yeah, I mean, great player. Really good ball striker. Um, I mean, I, I probably would have liked Mito here. I mean, a little bit. I, mean, I guess he's he kind of playing well, though. I mean, E26 at the Heritage, top 20 at the Byron Nelson. It wasn't like he wasn't trending. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, I don't know what to do with Mito here. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I like a lot of players here, though. I like Gooch. I like Nah. I like, um, I like Davis Riley. He's coming around playing really well. Um, you know, he's kind of a bomber. He likes to rip driver. That's going to take this. This place will take driver out of your hands if you're a longer hitter. Guys are hitting to, you know, a lot of the same spots here. And then it's really an iron competition and a putting competition into these very small greens. 
But, I mean, he's there's no denying Davis Riley's playing quite well. Kokrak's an interesting one as a defending champ. I, I'm probably staying away just based on his recent plays. Not super tight right now. Billy Ho interests me as a possible GPP leverage play. Um, coming off the miscut, he's just, he's to me, he's a, he's a possible leverage guy. Like, makes the cut here, uh, seemingly fits Colonial and what Colonial requires of somebody. Um, he's made four of four cuts to Charles Schwab, but his best finish is only a, a 19th place finish in 2019. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Billy O is interesting. I, I think one of the reasons why he lost strokes on his irons last week is probably because he sucked off the tee, and it, 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 caused, it made him have a, it had a, it was a long week for Billy Ho from the rough all freaking day, Thursday and Friday. But I do think he's, he's interesting. Um, and yeah, then, and I then mean, Webb, who just played well. There's a lot of guys in here. I think you're just going to have to kind of plant your flag. I mean, the um, you know when you take out Bryson, who I don't think he's going to play, and you take out Bubba, you got eight guys here. Um, so it just kind of depends on where you want to go. I like up at the top. I like Fleetwood and Webb. I like both those guys. Um, so you're buying you're buying into Webb now. I'm buying I'm buying back into Webb. I, I like how he played. He he kind of followed up like. Pretty finished. T twenty at the PGA. What did he shoot Sunday after that five under? Uh I don't remember what he shot Sunday, but yeah, that, that round Saturday. A little bit over par, but that Saturday was fantastic and terrible condition. Um you know, anybody that can show that kind of form and play in that bad of conditions, I mean he lapped the field. Lapped the field that day. Yeah. Um I like Webb. I also love Fleetwood. I just like what I've seen out of Fleetwood. I mean, outside of the T-59 before the PGA Championship, he had a T-14 at the Masters, T-10 at the Heritage, T-5 at, at the PGA Championship. And if you look at – hit the wrong player. If you look at Fleetwood's um, ownership, I think it's pretty low in all of them. Um, let's see. I think I – You got you got 5% at the Valspar, 9% at the Masters, 11% at the Heritage, 9% at – PGA. I just feel like, you know, and he's going to be higher in this week, I think, just because people are going to notice that Fleetwood has, you know, been playing well and he's hitting the ball better. But still, I, I think you're you're going to gain a little bit of edge. I know that he hasn't played this course before, and I get that. But I still like the way he's hitting the ball. So Fleetwood for me up here. Yeah, I I, I agree. I like the Fleetwood play. Um, Fleetwood and Nah, I like for sure. I just think Nah's going to be so we'll have to see how that goes. Um, you know, maybe one of the things that Webb's doing to, to help get him over the top is, is you know, maybe he's taking athletic green because, uh, you know, if you use it every day, especially AG1 like we started doing, you know, you didn't have time, you wanted better health, more energy, you wanted an optimized immune system, you didn't want to take all the vitamins, Pat. You're getting up there. You're taking a lot of vitamins, and it's annoying mm -hmm. to take a lot of vitamins. So you wanted something that tastes great, and then here comes athletic greens, okay? And we've been on it for a month probably now. It tastes so good. Like, it actually tastes really, really good. You just mix it up with some water every morning. Super easy. Um, one scoop of delicious AG1, and you're absorbing, absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adapted to help you start your day right. This is beautiful, man. The special blend of ingredients supports gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. Uh, it's, it's awesome. I mean, 
I mine my AG one is just sitting right there next to the coffee. So I do my AG one, and then I make my front nine coffee, and it's it's bing bong. We're done. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs or nasty chemicals or artificial anything, and it still tastes good. It supports better sleep and recovery. Um, it's just beautiful. It costs you less than three dollars a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than some cold brew or real sugary latte somewhere. Somewhere to suck. And they have over, Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Right now, time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So if you wake up tomorrow or you're listening to this in the morning and you just took like 11 40 pills, then just get some Athletic Greens, okay? To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash tourjunkies. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash tourjunkies to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens. Love it. Did you say a, adaptogens? Yeah, adaptogens. You know, if, if Mito had a little extra dose of adaptogen in there every now and then, he might have not he might have not picked up driver seventy second hole. Is adaptogens a chemical? What we, is an we adaptogen? Email, we need to email them. So is it like an antigen of some sort that like adapts to its surrounding? Know, you know, Google's a thing. You could do that. You could do that after the show. Why don't you do that after the show? That'd be fun. Okay. You do that after the show. 7K range. Oh, here we go. Sam, here we, Sam's got it. Adaptogens are plants and mushrooms that help your body respond to stress, anxiety, fatigue, and overall well-being. You can take adaptogens by adding them to your food or beverage or take them as tincture. Adaptogens bring your body back to a steady balance. Oh, that sounds right on. I really need some adapt- adaptogens. <laughs> yes, you do. I could use some adaptogens every single day. Yes. You need a daily dose of that. Will Z, maybe, yeah, Will Z could use some of this. Maybe that'd help his shaky TIA brain and his putter. They should put adaptogens in beer. How the hell? Why are they not putting you those could. in beer? I guess you could. It says you can put them in food or beverage. Put a little tincture in there. Get you, get you some athletic greens. Put it, Toss it in that yingling or whatever it is you're sucking down. All right, Pat, 7K range. I love, love this range. Definitely. Feeling a handful of guys here. Starts off with Gary Woodland and Chris Kirk. Uh, Kirk had him a T5, I think, at the PGA. Great showing out of Kirk. Ben, uh, Chalk Bomb Ben talked him up in the Nut Hut chat on Wednesday night. Pretty good. Brian Harmon played pretty well, despite this being a long course for a little cockbite. HV3 played pretty good, too. He's there at 7,800. You got, uh, let's see, Mav McNeely in here, my boy Mav. Ricky Fowler, who made the cut at a major. Check him out. Kevin Kisner's mm-hmm. a past champion here. Uh, Patrick Reed. Oh, who else? Aaron Rye, Joel Damon, KH Lee at 70. Nate Lashley. Oh, yeah. Nate Lashley. You can get fired up about that. David Lipsky. Um, yeah. Matt Jones is in here. 7K. That's your 7K range. I love the top part of this range, and I love the CT Pan, Patrick Reed range. I like both of those players. I mean, Reed, is, Reed showed a little bit of promise last week. You know, gained five strokes on approach. The most he's gained. Since this time last year at the Memorial, uh, if Reed's clicking, this is an interesting spot for him, and people still may not be interested in playing him. Do you think he could be chalky, though? No. 
It's 7,400 Patrick I Reed. I still don't think. I mean, first of all, it takes a lot for Patrick Reed to be chalky anyway, even when he was playing True. well, because people, people don't him like him. him. Yeah, they don't I like him. He was 4% owned at the PGA, and he still finished 34th. So, like, it's not it's not like he got a top 15, and people are like, whoa, and they're paying attention all the time. He's got a lot of names around him that, well, kids around him might throw uh, some off of him. But I don't know. Having won here before. I don't think kids is going to do much around him. One of my favorite plays in here, and I think it's a cash play, is Sebastian Munoz at 7,700. Yeah, Munoz continues to play really, really well. Had a chance to win. The Byron Nelson just kind of didn't quite drop enough birds there for to catch KH Lee. Uh, Played well. uh, Hit the ball well at the PGA Championship. Um, But I like Munoz a good bit. I like Reed still. Um, And I love the top end, like the Woodland, Kirk, HV3, Harmon range. I'll probably play one or two of the lowest owned guys in that little bucket, but I, I do think that'll be a somewhat popular spot uh, that a lot of people land on that 7,900, 7,800 range. I played some Woodland at the PGA. Um, he finished 34th as well. I don't mind that at all. I feel like, you know, Woodland's a longer hitter that plays well on short tracks. He's got a 14th and a ninth place finish here at the Charles Schwab in his last two events. So I don't know. I like that spot. I think the fade for me is Seabest. You know, and Seabest fits the mold here other than he can't hit his iron. Like, he, he hits a lot of fairways, good putter, decent short game. But a couple things here. He's 105th in the last 24 rounds in DraftKings points scored. And he still has one top 10 on the PGA Tour. He still has one top 10. That's it. That's in, like, a lot of events. So, like, the upside for C- for, for Cbez, I mean, he's come close to knocking down another top 10, but it's just not great. His irons are bad. Opportunities gained, not good. I just, I'm not a believer in Cbez just yet. For, at 7,600, I want him to have top 10 upside, and I just don't know that he's proven that to be the case a lot of times. So, that's a 7K range for me. Well, um, I, a lot of agreement here. I like Nino's for sure as a cash play. I think he's just been playing so solid lately, and it just feels safe to like plug him into your lineup, especially in cash. Yeah. Um, I think HV3 at 7,800 is yeah. a good play. I mean, you look at the way he's been playing recently, just fantastic. Um, you mentioned the betting field that you think a win is just right around the corner for him. We don't need a win out of him, though, to, um, to get value on playing him at 7,800. So I like that. Also like Chris Kirk right above him. Um, yep. You know, a guy that finished fifth place last week at the PGA Championship has had great success. Great success. Either. Great success at uh, Colonial. So I like Chris Former Kirk also yeah. at 7,900. Um, it seems like ages ago where he won here, but yes, he did win. Yeah, it was. Fun. Um, if I'm dropping down below, though, to give you a kind of a cheap play, I like David Lipsky at 7,000 at the very bottom here. I mentioned him on the betting show. Uh, I think he's 180 to 1 on DK. But, like, I don't know if that's going to hit because that's a long shot and the you know, odds are obviously not very good. But Lipsky's been playing well, you know? he's He yeah. checks a lot of boxes here. He had a top 25 at the Byron Nelson, T6 at the Mexico Open. Um, I mean, you look at the stats for him. I mean, literally across the board, look really good. Top 40 in ball strike, 20th in strokes gained approach, 11th in driving accuracy, 12th in opportunities gained. You know, he's he is. I think Lipsky is a, a great course fit here. If he could just have a good week putting, 
which is uh, he's not the best putter on the planet. But still, David Lipsky at 7,000. Better than Will Zalatoris? Yeah, he is better than Will Z- Willie Z in this field. So David Lipsky at 7,000 in this field, I like as a probably low-owned PP. I mean, how you know how cool is it that if you're listening to this right now or watching this, you are likely a better putter than a player on the PJ Tour than Will Zalatoris? Yeah. Cool. I'm probably not, but you you probably I don't know, man. I you're a decent putter. I've been putting well lately though. You you used to be a better putter than you are now. Uh, but actually speaking of your golf game, Pat, we haven't talked about our live golf event in a while, and I think people need a commercial for the live golf event because it's just too hot streets for people to ignore. There's a little quick promo on the live golf event going down in September in Pennsylvania that you people need to sign up for. Check it out. Listen up. The hour is now, the time is now, it's time to choose a side. You gotta choose, are you team DB or are you team Pat, you know? Golby's Cup is coming in September, right here to this place at Mountain Valley in Eastern Pennsylvania. And it will end on this 18th hole at the Valley Course in a dramatic fashion. The three hole showdown, me versus Pat right here. You guys lined in the fairways. We're actually gonna pull some players from our teams to help us with that showdown. All your beer, all your wine, all your cocktails, all your food for both days are included. There are still a few spots left right now. Sign up for Golby's Cup in September right here at Mountain Valley. You got to get signed up, people. There's a sign-up link in the description of the YouTube video as well as the description of the podcast if you're listening on Apple or Spotify. There are still some spots left. Five spots on Pat's team, five spots on my team, I think is the final, is the count currently for the Friday Golby's Cup thing that also you get Saturday. Whatever you sign up for, whether it's the one day or two day, all your beer, wine, food, TJ signature cocktails is all included. You can sleep on the range. You can camp out on the driving range for free. You can bring an RV or a trailer, park it in the parking lot for free, or you can choose to stay in the hotel just a few miles away from the golf course. Got some rooms still available, blocked off at a good discount there. Uh, And so once you get there, it just won't cost you much. We're just going to have a great time. And we need people on the team. So here's the YouTube comment. If you've not signed up, if you've not signed up for this event, in the comments on the YouTube channel, tell us why. Is it bo- Is it your boss? Is it your wife won't let you? Is it your husband won't let you? Because we've got a couple females, I think. Is it that you suck at golf? Let me tell you. Most of the people coming to this thing are terrible at golf, so it's okay. Is it because of money? You know, Maybe we can get you a scholarship fund or something. We'll figure it out. Or uh, maybe. Wait, wait. Yeah. Maybe you are really good at golf and you're scared because you think everybody else is going to suck at golf. Hey, we'll put you with the people that are actually really yeah. good at golf. Yeah, we'll pair you with a better player. For yeah, sure. if you like, if like you're you're uppity like that, you got to be paired with a, a yeah. great player. Yeah. Um. So anyway, check out the link in the description. Get signed up. Put that in the comments why you haven't. And if you are signed up, like we said on the betting show, shame the people in the comments and when they tell you why they haven't signed up. So tell them why they should. All right, Pat, let's get to the final spot here, the 6K range. I, I don't, I'm not super excited about this range, but I can get down with a couple players here, just similar to the betting thing. I just don't know. Um, I'll give you four names, and I'll start at the top with Russell Knox. Uh, I, I, I'm usually a sucker for Russell Knox. Hits the ball very straight, great in the wind. Um, irons have been a little off lately, so I don't love that. Definitely been a little off. Um, they were doing so much better. What what happened? Yeah, like in the beginning of the year, he was super consistent with the iron. He's played well here. He's made four of six cuts. The two missed cuts are 2021, 
in 2020, which I kind of toss out the first spin after COVID. But before that, an 8th, a 20th, a 24th, and a 21st. This place, like Kevin Nas said in his press conference a couple years ago, this place should be some, somewhere that Russell Knox circles on his calendar because he knows he can actually compete here and he doesn't have to hit it, you know, carry bunkers at 3.30 or whatever it is. So I like Russell Knox. I'll go with Doug Gim, the University of Texas, you know, dude still looking for his first PGA Tour victory, good iron player. Um, I'll, I'll roll with a little Doug Gim. He's, he's attractive at 6,700. One of my favorite plays is easily JT Poston at 6,600, the way he's been playing a couple top tens in his last few events at the Wells Fargo and the RBC Heritage. Both places where you got to hit it in the fairway, and then you have short irons, wedges in, and then you make some putts, which Poston is great at doing that. I think this is a great JT Post golf course. Um, other than that, maybe Smotherman down there, kind of low. Where's the yeah, Smotherman's at 63. Um, that's probably it for me. I, I am a little, I'm, I'm going to have to resist clicking bare minimum price Luke Donald. Honestly, Pat. But I mean, no, just just stop. He, he finished top stop 20, top twenty five at stop the Wells Fargo. No, sixteenth at the Valspar. Irons have been decent, been okay. I mean, dang, you know, Luke's okay at bare minimum price. Pat, when's the last time you played a bare minimum price golf? The problem is, is off the tee. He can't hit it long, and he can't hit it straight. Ne- never. That's it. Um, all right. You know, I like Adam Long at 6,900. He's a guy that's uh, I feel playing like well. I've him like four times two shows, but you have. Why would I, if I like him, why would I not mention him a lot? I know, Maybe. I just feel like you mentioned him a lot. Like even, like we were in the 9K range and you were like, what you know, am I, I supposed to do? I like mention Adam a guy Long. I don't like? Like, what do you want me to do? No, I just feel like it's, it's I've what do you his, want out of me? I've heard his name a lot. You love Adam Long. You do like him, though. Anytime he's popping a little bit. He, he's a well, he has you know, two top 20s here in the last three years. Um, he certainly is going to check some boxes for you if you look at this course. Um, you know, good ball striker. Hits a lot of fairways. He's second in the field in driving accuracy. Top 20 in par 4 scoring. Has played well recently, so I think this is a, this is a, this is a fit here for for Adam Long. I like that. Um another guy. Yeah, I tend to look at a lot more recent results uh for these guys. So, you know, another guy that's been um you mentioned JT. Oh, we yeah, we love JT here. Who who else do I got down? There there's another guy now I'm blank on. Oh, Steven Yeager. Steven Yeager at 6800. I feel like he's going to be a little bit sneaky down uh, here for sure be T38 in the Byron Nelson. This is his last three events. T38 in the Byron Nelson. T6 at the Wells Fargo on a very difficult course. Kind of similar like, you know, like a fairways and greens type course. T6. He's not very long off the tee. That doesn't matter here. In the top 15 at the Mexico Open. I think Steven Yeager is sneaky right here. Playing well. I like him. Now, he's yeah. a name I didn't mention at all, BB. No, no, no. I've not heard of Yeager. So, um, and Lucas Glover is, I cannot, I can't stay away from Lucas Glover on the course like this. It just is ideal for his game. And he's playing well. I mean, T30 at the Masters, T48 at the Heritage, missed a cut at the Wells Fargo, and then the T23 last week. Yeah, played on, good last obviously, week. a very difficult course. Another Perry Maxwell course. How much is Lucas Glover? I don't remember. He is 6,700. I like that. 
I like the Lucas. I mean, Lucas Glover sixty seven hundred is is certainly appealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it, Pat. Um, so our, you know, our two minute men lineup last week that was supposed to beat Tim Hell yeah, got clobbered. Uh, didn't beat him. Tim Myers uh, beat us by like ninety points. We both had five of six through, which is terrible. Our miscut was Scotty Scheffler. He had Rory. That's kind of what put him over the top there. He had Rory, but yeah, it was bad. So he wins. So we'll be sending Tim a little something, something. So the 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 two minute men lineup not not beautiful, not a beautiful. But let's do it. You want to run it back, Pat? Yeah, let's do it again. All right, you got the timer. Let me pull up uh, DK here. Let's build a GPP lineup in two minutes or less. We are the two. Uh, all right, you ready? What? Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You responded to a text uh, message. You good? Hang on. Okay, I'm ready. Let's go. All right, you tell me when. You have the clock. Ready, go. What about, uh, what if we go posting? Start sheet. I, I don't mind posting. I'll go there. Okay. Um, can I, how about Munoz? We both like Munoz a lot. What do you want to do up top? Or do you want to do some AK? No, let's, I want right, to, let's go Munoz. Let's put them in there. And okay. then, what do you think about um, Fleetwood? Yeah, I can roll Fleetwood. Okay. We got 8,900 on average left here. What about, um, do you want some top-end exposure, Pat? Do you want to see, do you want to see some, some top parts? I wouldn't mind seeing what we get with some uh, Morikawa or Beast. But Beast going to be too high-end for me. So. I don't, I've, if we got some leverage, I think, with Poston. Yeah, possibly with with uh, Munoz. A minute One. left. Let's play Spieth. What? Let's do Spieth. What happens if we go? Do you like uh, Kevin Na? Finau. Uh, Finau over Na. Okay, let's go Finau. I would think Finau will be a little less popular than Na. Na's going to be popular, I think, at that at that eighty one range. All right, that leaves us seventy four hundred left. With one pick left, we could go. I mean, we talked about Ricky, but that would not be leaving any money on the table. Reed, seventy four hundred. I think we don't have to leave money on the table if we take Reed. I think he'll be pretty low on. Or we could go. Uh, you know, I can go Nate Lashley. I guess Russell. I Knox. feel like we should go Reed. Let's go Reed. I love that. I feel like we have to go Reed here. Love that. There we go. Okay. Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau, Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, Sebastian Munoz, Patrick Reed, and JT Poston. We did not leave any salary on the table. That's the first time we've not done that in a long time on the on the two minute men lineup. But I think, you know, the Reed leverage, the Poston leverage, possibly the Munoz leverage. I think Munoz up there in that high sevens with a lot of popular names like Kirk and HB3 and um I think I think they're gonna all kind of take a little ownership from each other. Harmon's going to be popular. So I don't think Munoz will be too bad. He might be like 10 or 12%. I think that's good. I like yeah. it. There it I is. Like- Two minute men lineup. We like it every every week, and it still isn't great. I guess the, 
the lesson here, folks, is don't build a lineup in two minutes. You know, don't do that. That might be a bad idea. Pat, you got anything else for tonight? No. No? Mm-mm. Sweet. We get, all, we get the clock out early tonight uh, with the DraftKings preview for Colonial and the Charles Schwab Challenge 2022. Don't forget, like the video if you're watching on YouTube. Drop a comment. Why are you not going to the live golf event in September? And, um, you know, subscribe to the channel. Hit the link. Share it with a friend. If you're listening on audio, thank you. Leave a five-star review. Pat, we got some ton of content coming out on the YouTube channel this week. Um, all the good stuff. All the emails will go out this week. Full week for Colonial. I'm pumped. Now, next week, Pat, should we? I guess we should say this. Next week, I will not be present on the show. I'm taking a little vacation. It will yes. be you and our buddy, Patty House. John Ratt Patty House! Former PGA Tour caddy for a long time. Worked for the, the Caddy Network now. Knows these golf courses really well. Great voice. Tremendous voice. And Pat is going to host. Pat's going to host. That should be great. Hopefully we don't have a lot of ad reads next week. What do we think the odds are of the show going over an hour? Either show. I bet it's pretty high. That's what I bet. So that should be fun. I, can't, I actually can't wait to tune in. Maybe I'll even, if possible, I'll sneak in and be in the, in the live comment. And I'll distract. Oh, gosh. We don't need I'll that. I do not need that. The crap out of pass. I, that night. will really distract me. Don't oh, do yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I may, I may have to make that work. I'm going to have to tell Chris. Sam, you're going to need to manage that for me. No. Producer Sam. We got, we got this. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. May your screens be green. See ya.